Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a live show where we talk about comics that came out the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that come out this week that we think you should check out. Also, when there's a comic book movie or TV show that's of consequence, sometimes we'll talk about it. Today we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. We saw it today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we did. Uh, we're doing a lot of things that we didn't expect or plan on doing this week. For one thing, we're doing a show. Uh, some of you may have noticed, if you were an uh, avid watcher of this show, you may have been like, oh yeah, aren't you going on vacation? Yeah, we were supposed to go today. So uh, we are here instead. Why not? We just missed you guys. We just missed, it's true. Couldn't, you know, if I'm not going to be just, away, then I might as well spend it with you. You guys. So we're so here. Uh, and we also took that opportunity to watch Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. I also noticed that we talked a little bit about the fact that the Ninja Turtles um, and the whole Hollywood strike may have caused some issues for us. Where it's like, oh, we shouldn't be talking about the movie, et cetera. You know, we're, we're scabbing. As it turns out, and here's a kind of like a little very dirty version of the story. Um, if we're not being contracted by studios yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not affiliated with it in any way, we're fine. Uh, the, the studio itself is not paying us to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And those who have worked on the movie, writers and actors and so forth, uh, have actually said like, no, please help these movies do well because otherwise they'll use it as an opportunity to tell people or to, to leverage our, you know, bad fortune uh, to their, to their, uh, you know, to their own whims. Right. So we're going to talk about it. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, boy. Okay. But uh, we're going to do that after we talk about some comics. Uh, there are a couple of issues that came out this past week that we actually read and have opinions about. Um, not a lot of them, I'll tell you that, uh, but a couple. You know, I have at least two books that I read wow. and have opinions about. I have a, a few books. Well, yeah. Again, we weren't expecting to be doing a show, so I was like, this is fine. I'll have lots of stuff to read. Oh, no. 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 Okay. Uh, also, yeah. I should mention the show is sponsored by viewers like you. You're watching the show live. You can sponsor today's show instead of allowing other corporations to infect this show. Uh, you can use Super Chats as a question or comment. and read it. We'll read it here on the show. Yeah. Or if you want to help us another way, you can always go to patreon.com slash comic pop and help us directly there. Or if you're watching the show after the show is live and you don't want to deal with Patreon, well, guess what? You can actually use Super Thanks and you can just re leave a comment like you did a Super Chat in the first place. I always read all the comments, so I will see it and you will be acknowledged in some way, usually with a heart. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to do that, the, the least bottom of the barrel way you could do this and we I all created equal. I do appreciate all of it. Uh, you could, you could uh, like the video and subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications so you know when we're going live so you can join us when we are live. So those awesome. are the those are the ways you could help us out, mm -hmm. um, if you are so inclined. Um, so yeah, I read uh, Adventures of Superman John Kent number six from Tom Taylor and Clayton Henry. This is the last issue, I believe, of this series. Uh, it is dovetailing into yet another series. Um, this is kind of like my final thoughts on this whole book overall. Okay, okay. the idea being like you know John uh, got messed up during Lazarus Planet. They've been teasing him becoming Electric Blue John. He's never done it. Uh, but he has right. almost been that for over six issues. Right, right, right. Uh, and uh, they also tease that this whole uh, series is kind of going to be the ultimate battle between John Kent and Ultraman. Of course, Ultraman uh, stranded John at a young age and kept him artificially. He he's the reason why uh, John is artificially uh, the age he is. Uh, upsetting most fans of the character. He's like, you ruined a lot of things. Yeah, so we figured, oh, like, this will be fun. It'll be kind of cathartic. Well, uh, screw you, because it's not really about that. It's about uh, Tom Taylor's other works, which oh. is in Injustice. So John ends up in the Injustice universe, and I think that Taylor was trying to kind of like 
make this fit in continuity with the Injustice series somehow? Not like that, you know, it's after everything, but rather that this is set before everything. So you can read your Injustice books and then go, oh yeah, and this is the period in random Injustice where John showed up and okay. maybe made Superman reconsider his actions. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Um, the art was, as always, industry standard, but nothing special. Mm. I, I don't mean to disparage artists. I think they all work tirelessly. The book came out on time and it was consistent and it just wasn't as, it wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't okay. exactly what I was looking for. It didn't have the dynamism that I was looking for from a Superman book or from a triple A selling uh, Superman title. Okay. Overall, uh, the writing itself was a little ham-fisted and a little, a little, a little hacky, just a little tiring. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of Tom Taylor's John Kent Superman where we need to establish that he's Superman. You know, like mm -hmm. he is Superman now. He's the Superman, even though we have his father who is Superman and he uh, was going to be old and kind of like forgettable. But now the uh, deal's gone. 5G's over and Grant Morrison's never going to write another Superman book again. So we're good. Like, right. whatever. How about uh, two Supermen? And you know what? The world's got plenty of room. You mm -hmm. know, you got Connor who was in space and everyone forgot about him and you got the rest of them. Super girls, super yes. children. Yes, there's yes, two yes, other yes. children. Uh, there's plenty of Superman to go around. But there's, I, I just couldn't help but notice that there's a lot of John Kent saying he's Superman without <laughs> actually being too Superman y. Or it's more he's like, John likes to diffuse situations by talking, which I think is always fun. And I love seeing that. But I also feel like it's a lot more of John just saying he's Superman and putting his foot down about things mm -hmm. than him like actively solving a problem. Okay. You know, he just shows up and people are like, oh, it's Superman, it's Superman, it's Superman. And he's like, listen, everybody, I'm Superman, okay? And that means something. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I know, you keep telling us. What does it mean? It means that, like, I'm trading on my dad's cachet. It's like, listen, I'm going to arbitrate this disagreement between these two labor unions because my dad used to own this practice. And if you remember, he worked here for 30 years. Yeah, that's true. And who are you? I have his last name. That's really not what I mean. I feel like that's, that's not, not what they who, want. That's not who John should that's not, be. That, I don't think that's who John wants to be. That's not who anyone who's writing John thinks they're do. That that's that they don't think they're doing that. Right, right, right. But that's how it comes across. Okay, uh, at least to me. Mm. And for the, for for my money, that ain't what I'm interested in reading. And mm -hmm. I and I I've normally skipped the series, but I was like, oh, John fighting Ultraman, John going to injustice. That's fun. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's just kind of like, oh, I didn't need to pay full price for that. How about you, Tiffany? Um, I read Moon Knight number 26 this week. Oh, I wasn't sure we'd have time for Moon Knight. If I had time? Yeah. I made time for Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, and if you notice on the cover of this one... Moloids! <laughs> well, I was going to say, who are the gods? What? Logo on there. Oh, no! Jonathan Hickman's gods? Yeah. Or G-O-D-S? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, like, a couple of books this week had that on there okay what does that mean like, kabam. i think it has to, i think it indicates that it's like there's going to be a character in there oh from from them okay so like because jonathan hickman has this whole new yes. big x-men or secret wars-esque thing he's working on that is not ultimate invasion bingo and uh it, it essentially is going to be hopefully more successful than the dc dark matter universe mm. where it's like hi 
I'm a creator you know and trust. Yeah. Here's a bunch of new characters that are compliments to real characters that exist in the Marvel Universe. Uh, hopefully you like them as much, if not more so. Yeah, and I think it's part of, part of well, again, I, I, I'm just going to read that book when it comes out. Right. I'm, I'm trying real hard not to be like, I'm going to do all the research on it and try to figure out every... Right, no. uh, how about just read it and I we'll see how it goes. I, you know, I'm... That's what I'm here for. Because exactly. it's a Hickman books. So I'm just like, take me on an adventure, Jonathan Hickman. I'm prepared to take your hand. Let's go. True. Um, I do believe um that at the end of this issue, there is one of their characters. Okay. I'm not 100% on that because I read this one in haste, like right as we were coming over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Moon Knight. Yeah. And I won't lie, part of it was because of the fact that I I I I I cover purchase from Comixology and I wasn't looking at the title and my brain didn't register Hunter's Moon as Moon Knight. Right. And so like I was like, okay, that's fine. I whatever that book is, I can get to that later. It's mm-hmm. totally cool. No, wait, hang no, wait, on. that's the main Moon Knight book. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, definitely uh went ahead and um grabbed it read it by the way great issue mm. really great it very much focuses on hunter's hunter's moon Hunt, this cover is not a lie great all of these characters are in this book yeah and uh, just you know a nice little like hey let's you know let's get to know hunter's moon a little bit more he's in therapy with the therapist who moon knight has been using uh he's talking a little bit about how like you know he had his first like resurrection which is like the last resurrection that Kanchu can do reminding us of that which i appreciate that little reminder there that like Kanchu can't bring people back right now there seems to be a lot of that going around marvel yeah at this time period um interesting but you know just just you know getting to know him a little bit and getting to know what he's worried about because he's worried about the fact that he's like i don't know if i came back right mm. that like you know there's like this you know reservoir of other moon knights out there mm-hmm. you know uh previous ones kind of like the avatars in a way yeah um but that when he came back like the, the levees are a little messed up okay and, you know at one point you know he got really hurt recently in a fight and yeah. like, like a more like the first like primal one came out oh. and like nearly killed this dude that he really needed information from. <laughs> i knew i needed information from this guy and like i just couldn't stop him yeah yeah um so it was like it's kind of cool and, and and he and the therapist established like a like a bridge of trust we learn his first name so it's 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 really well written like issue just like not necessarily a standalone definitely gonna be like feeding part of into the, the saga. like part of the saga feeding into it but like a moment of like breath cool which is really i think what uh jed mckay really tends to um uh like excel at is yeah. giving you these opportunities to go like okay cool like now let's go to the next one yeah 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 i mean like but I think not just going from one to another yes and i believe we've talked about this before like the uh the idea that um like they do that on ghibli films mm-hmm. the idea of ma yeah like like that that moment in between the a clap appla- yeah like, or like the applause clap. no right. a clap is ma and it, it's like that like it gives you the anticipation and that's kind of what this was um and at the end i believe we see the gentleman who he put into a hospital room yeah there's someone in the room with him and i believe he's one of the characters from the upcoming oh the gods. The gods. so cool stuff cool, cool. cool stuff okay there um like i said just a good issue because yeah. and how's uh sabatini on art great great like, great 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 looking i mean very different but yeah when you do an issue like this, when you take that break, it's okay, I think, to go with an artist that's different. If, totally. you, if you're trying to give your artist a chance to catch up, definitely, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Like instead of like mid arc or uh-huh. like mid, like you know, like oh, here's a bombastic issue that's gonna like launch into the next, like the rest <laughs> of the action sequence. Oh, yes. we had to change our artist. 
no, th- this is this looks good, and and Sabatini does a really nice job on the art. Nice. All right. Cool. Um, let's see. I also read. There it is. Uh, Night Terrors Batman number two from Joshua Williamson and Gilliam, Guillaume March. Uh, this is, of course, the final issue of Night Terrors Batman. So nice little wrap up. This is an easy purchase. I got to tell you, like this is. I did not read this. I, that's fair. I like this idea mm-hmm. of taking like, OK, if we're going to do a DC event, mm-hmm. A, make it matter. And B, you know what? Two months push everything out of the way doesn't really infect the main books especially if we're going to normalize the idea of like alpha issues omega issues tie-in books mm-hmm. side books you know th- there was a there's a book for a, there's a cover for a series I'm not even reading called uh, night terrors robins the image of uh jason todd like as a robin like emerging from a grave holding a crowbar it was just a really great cover yeah, yeah, like yeah. some fantastic arts coming out of there that harley quinn uh cover fantastic Ooh. stuff yeah and, so and the pay, the work in between the covers is mm-hmm. still also really good uh but this was such an easy decision to make because i remember reading night terrors batman number one earlier mm-hmm. and that one tied in directly with what was going on in the beginning of night terrors yep. with like the first issue i think that dropped and i think that was the blood one uh but now we're here and it's the last issue the, the series is now done and so I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll finish it up. And this one directly connects to the next part, like to the end of the series. So we transition. Mm. But it also still feels like the second issue. Was and this like required reading? Nah. Okay, cool. All you need to know is that Batman gets out eventually. Like Batman I mean, does... he's Batman. There was really no doubt in my mind. Right, and Batman's never left the series because like Dead Man has been piloting him. I was going to say, so where's Boston? Well, I think that the where's Boston question is answered in Night Terrors mm-hmm. as opposed to in this. This is about Batman, so gotcha. let's focus on okay, that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Batman goes into his nightmares and he, uh, you know, he becomes the Joe Chill killer of his parents. And it's because he's like, you know, either insomnia or Batman's darkest like feelings is like you always wanted to be Batman. So, mm-hmm. so you you kind of like secretly wanted this, and obviously that's not true. And he faces uh, insomnia for a minute, but like insomnia's like I'm not doing this. I don't have nothing to do with this. Oh, mm-hmm. something's going on. I'm disappearing. Blah. And so it's like okay, he's here. He checks in. Uh, there's a secret door that's all locked up. Night insomnia's like, is that where the nightmare stone is? He goes, Yeah. I don't have it, man. I don't think any of us have it, honestly. Like I I think that you're you're barking up the wrong tree. And he's like, nah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it turns out that that door leads to like Bruce Wayne's inner child. Like his true youngest self. Oh, he's not dead? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, of course not. He has a giant penny, a dinosaur in the Batcave. That kid runs amok every time Batman's doing his own thing. I would assume it's also because he's connected with dreams. Maybe that's like when Batman's asleep. His inner child's like, you should get another bat suit. This one should be purple. You should get you should make that giant dinosaur into a robot. You should have a protocol in place so that if you die, you could download yourself into the robot dinosaur. Then you could be the Batmanosaurus Rex. You know, these are the ideas. So anyway, he gets in there and he finds himself and he's like, I always wondered what the effect of seeing Batman would have on myself as an eight-year-old boy. Right. Would he be afraid of me? Right. And instead he's not. And he's just kind of like, that's really cool. You know, and, and he and he's like Batman comforts his younger self. And he basically says, like, it, the world seems like hopeless and empty now. Because he also I think Josh Williams had also like retcons an interesting aspect of the death of the Waynes, mm-hmm. which is that um, no one came to their rescue. And so like Bruce Wayne sat with his dying and dead, dying and then dead parents for 90 minutes before a like beat cop sees them. 
oh. and does something about it. I know. I was like, that's a long time. So, but that also is very believable in, in Gotham. We're like, no one came to help you, but because um, he's like gunshots in Gotham are a pretty normal sure. thing to hear. Uh, but anyway, uh, he says like one day you're going to meet like people who can fly and who, who can run faster than anybody who can deflect bullets with their, with their bracelets. And like, you're going to have children and, and, and you can take them all down. Yeah. And you could just destroy them. No, he's like, no, you know, all their secrets. He says that they're all family. <laughs> like that one day you will have a family again. Mm. And I'm like, that's really cool. And then he says, that's real. And he is like, why a bat? And he's like, cause bats scary. And he's like, that's really cool. Like, I really like Batman. Like the, the you know, he, 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 he accepts him. No, like, that's nice. And he wakes up. And while he's waking up, he ties directly in with the Zdarsky run where he passes all the different multiversal Batman of Zuranon. He's like, what the hell was that? And you're like, oh, okay. Like, that's fun. And it's directly connecting in with everything, which yeah. is, I think, a mandate. Okay. Like, I feel like because Williamson's mm-hmm. involved in this, he's like, hey, make sure that it's all connected, please. You know, like, if there's Wonder Woman stuff, like, make sure it connects with something. If it's mm-hmm. Superman, connect with mine, you know please make it relevant right right right. but it's a good issue i'd say pick it up uh how about you oh okay uh i read dr strange uh this week dr strange number six written by uh jed mckay with art by uh yeah uh Juan Juan gideon. gideon uh i really like the art in this issue great cover really really yeah great cover really really good looking stuff so to have like a vintage feel for a very specific reason oh no okay folks so all right Issue 47 of Doctor Strange, right? Here oh, Sorcerer Supreme. Sor- yeah. No, that's just Doctor Strange. Just, no, no, it's Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. It's just very tiny. Right? You've seen this costume before, right? Like, what's happening? Yeah, ah, why is he blue? It's a different. It's not him. Anyway, so okay. Doctor Strange is finally back. And he's like, yeah, I'm Sorcerer Supreme. And you're like, awesome. And then all of a sudden, um, this other thing happens, right? And like, he's like called to action because there's like this crazy war going on, right? Mm. And uh, the Vashanti are all like, "You have to fight for us." And then in this issue, they're like, "You, like, you owe us. You, you invoke us all the time, right?" You, <laughs> you mean when he says like, "By the by, the hoary host of Agath and the three headed Vashanti." Yeah, and like you, you owe us, dude. You're the Sorcerer Supreme. You have to be our champion. You have to fight this war for us. And he's like, "Cool." And how long will that war be? And they're like, "Like five thousand years." <laughs> and he's like. Uh, well, I, I don't think I'm going to live that long. Right? Well, they're like, no, no, you will here. It's totally cool. Don't worry. You're. Gonna, he's like, I can't leave the earth unprotected for that long. Yeah. No. Right. No. So it's like a huge argument in here. And, you know, we see a bunch of stuff. Like, here's the reason why, like, any writer who is writing for, like, Doctor Strange can call upon, like, what people look like. Like, we've seen uh, Valtouris recently, right? Because it's like they drew them at one point. They were like, here, <laughs> look at them all. Look, here they are. This right? is what these characters look like. These are at all, like, a bunch of them look like, right? For some mm-hmm. reason, in this, though, uh, and I'm not, I don't remember why, um, but Agamotto is like, uh, like a bug man right oh. now. Just, just, just ignore that. Let's yeah. Not, let's not think about that, right? So, like, essentially, they, like, all of the, the various deities are like, nah, come on! Fight this war. Fight this really you long war. And he's just like, I'm just not going to be Sorcerer Supreme anymore. She just quits? Yeah. I don't want you, I don't want your crap. I just won't do it. It's fine. Why do they want him so bad? Because he is Sorcerer Supreme, or? Because he's the, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's like, we chose you. Right. And he's like, but I don't want to leave the earth that way. So listen, like that's where this all starts. And that's where a lot of this stuff is coming from in this issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Because this is where it begins. And then, 
uh, shortly after this, uh, a whole bunch of other things occur for him. <laughs> yeah, like, it never stops. Actually. It doesn't stop. Like it doesn't stop. Like he gets back, and then it's like, oh no, it's Dormammu. I, okay. We gotta, I gotta team up with some of the defenders, and then it's like, oh no, Brother Blood and Morbius is there too at some point, and yeah. Rintra and stuff. Like, and then it, like the Infinity Crusade occurs. Like it just Infinity Crusade, and then you get Siege of Dark. Yes, so it just doesn't stop, and then eventually he does become Sorcerer Supreme again, and he does go fight the war. And oh, the, he does fight the war anyway. And what they decide to do is they're like, well, just put you back and it'll be like one year after you left right okay so and he only has to give up a year of like earth then, time and then you won't ever talk about it <laughs> you don't never reference it because we didn't want to write about that yeah what oh no Are you saying we're going to see the 5,000-year war? So here's what's cool about this issue, about issue six of the McKay run right now, right? He's just like, let's talk about that. But we do it in like one issue. Damn it! And I'm like, if if Doctor Strange was a more popular character, because he opens it up as like, it's Doctor Strange's war journal. And I'm like, like, that's the book. Yeah, Doctor Strange war journal. Like Punisher. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you could have done it in like, you know, I don't know, like every 500 years, like, you know, you talk about that. Check in. Right? Like you do, and that is what we do in this, but we do it in one issue. And like, and that just, and that's no one's fault, except for the fact that he's just not that popular. Right. He's not popular They're not going to give him a miniseries to compliment something that happened 30 years ago or this thing he wants to pay off now. Bingo. Bingo. So like, at least we have this one issue that acknowledges like, Doctor Strange went through it. Yeah. And like, Kent, what? Could they do it anyway? Yeah, because we don't really cover enough. And okay. We really just talk about like, so at the end of issue five, like another Doctor Strange shows up, right? And he calls and himself he's... General Strange. Oh! And it's like, what's up with that? What happened? It All this book does is go how we got from point A to point B with that. You uh-huh. could 100% just fill that in. write the Doctor Strange war journal. Right. You could write that. Yeah. You could write about all the crap that happened. You use his book basically as a skeleton you yeah. literally take the Jed McCain issue six and you go, here are the beats we have to hit, but here are the stories that we didn't tell. Yeah. So like, what you're saying is we should petition Jed McKay and Marvel to do, just do Punisher it and War like, Journal the mini. Do it as like an, or, or as a mini or do it as a series of like OGNs. Because oh. first of all, that'd be really dope because, you know. Like like season one or. Right. Uh, or like into Shambhala, like yes. that kind of thing. Like here they are. Here's a really fun, different look at Doctor Strange. It gives you an opportunity to write Doctor Strange very much out of character or inevitably out of Would, character. Because he starts, off, he starts off being like, you know, they call me general, but I have to remind them every day. Call me I'm doctor. A doctor. And then inevitably he's like, I'm not a doctor anymore. No, because I've taken too much life. I, I swore I, an oath. Yeah, he's like, I can't. And like, you just like this issue shows you that until eventually at the end of the war, at the end of the war. It's not really the end of a war because Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is like the the Trinity of Ashes, who we saw before. Remember I showed you that image? They were tied into the the last book that McKay was talking, what did with Mm -hmm. Strange, Mm -hmm. um, that they like are like, they're scared. Yeah, they're scared of like the war dog of the Vashanti, which is Doctor Strange. Yeah, and General so Strange. and so essentially they're like, let's just peace peace agreements. We're right, cool. they just they we're just cool. yeah, we're cool. The only thing we want that we have only one request, and the, and he's like, I don't want to do no 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 no. I've gone too far. Too many lives are gone. Mm-hmm. I have given up too much. We're finishing this. I'm gonna get them. We're going <laughs> to kill them. Okay, and, and it's will be done. And they're like, Vishanti's like, yeah. Yeah, we we kind of think that the peace deal is actually a good yeah, deal. Yeah, no, it sounds like, and they only want one thing. Right, but what is and, it? And they're like, well, how many lives? And they're like, only one. 
Is it his? Yeah. <laughs> so like, but we we figured. Listen, we figured it out. Don't worry, we got this. We got your back, strange. Okay, mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna do. I know we totally bullied you into fighting this war, yeah. and you've become a total monster. But here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna separate the monster from the man. What? And so we're gonna make General Strange one guy, and we're gonna make Doctor Strange another guy. And we're gonna send him back. And to... we're and we're gonna put him in a crystal, and we're gonna give him to you. And Doctor Strange is like, cool. I don't know what this thing is because right, he, he doesn't remember. remember. And he's like, I, I I'll, I'll put it there. And they're like, listen, you have to protect that thing. It's it's filled with something very dangerous and it's tied to your life force so watch out so mckay basically picks up that thread he's like no he okay. picked no that happens in oh, his he book. invents that he here. invents this and then he makes it work with what's been going on so because dr strange died the crystal <sighs> it was, shattered or something yeah and so general strange is back was he just running around I'm, are they separate we're gonna find out literally beings? this this issue was just explaining okay. where he came from and i'm like that's really cool that's really he cool. took something and he filled in a gap that like there's just this, it was set up this it was just set up it was just waiting there and it's i good and again i desperately wish there was more of it mm-hmm. because it's like you freaking called it you started off by calling it his war journal of course you're going to make me think of punisher, punisher war journal. journal. yeah like you are going to make me think of that and it, again it's only because strange is not a strong enough more like popular yeah. character to carry that book that we won't have it yeah. but damn well here's my question to you okay you do your dr strange war journal minis mm-hmm. you know or uh ogns right yeah, let's yeah. say they're ogns because we're bringing it back mm-hmm. uh I assume you have different creative teams for each era. Yeah, you could. Or do you want the same like writer with different artists? I think it depends on who the writer is. If the writer could be Jed McKay. Yeah, it could be. The Jed idea McKay. is it's either Jed McKay or it's like James D. Mateus does like a 500 year stint, and like Roy Thomas is he still alive? Does a does a like a, a a book? You know, like every Doctor Strange, Brian uh, Brian K. Vaughan could do one. Yes and no. I, I think you really need to think about this because he goes. It gets real dark for him really fast, and I and I just need whoever's writing each of those like time periods that. to be able to write that style of story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I, I'm just saying this was a great issue, but it just made me wish that he was more popular. Yeah, so, so that get they more. could fill more of that in because seeing Doctor Strange be like. We don't truly. We we see a little bit of like how much of a monster he becomes. Yeah. But not really. Well, I guess the idea and is so they I'm separate like, him from himself. They make General Strange a separate guy. Yeah. And then they drop him back into Doctor Strange, like number 50 or whatever. No. From the, you know, from the 90s. Well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. year later. And yeah, go one like, year later. And he's yeah. like, I'm a back. I don't remember anything about where I was. Yeah, he's like, I know I did something. Cool. Let's not talk about it anymore. Anyway, right. moving on to the next thing that's. I mean, then that's kind of how Strange was being written then, where it was just like, and now into the next. And we would call back to that, but like Doctor Strange, like during this time period, it's just nonstop, right? Like it's just, just which is kind of cool. Stuff is happening to this, this book man. Never constantly. stops. Yeah, that's true. Man, I have a really awesome way of dropping books, in which they fall perfectly flat. Which yeah, I'm very pleased about. Exactly, very, very pleased about that. Um, but yeah, so. So kudos to to him, right? Yeah, well done, well done. Um, yeah, good book. But like I said, just wish there was slightly more. I wish we could have more. I wish we could have more. Me, I mean, that's that's nice. That means he's making yeah. you want to have more. Uh, X Men also came out this week, and sure I was did. like, if we're going live, this is the one I have to have read. <laughs> right? Like, yep. Yeah. By the way, I see someone mentioned like, didn't Jason Aaron have? There have been a lot of alternate versions of Strange. Yes. And that's just that's just a thing that happens to Doc. Oh, Jason Aaron getting one of those would be great. Right. But I'm just saying, like, Doc has that happen to him a lot. That's true. 
it just it, it's just a thing that happens to him yeah i mean it happens to a lot of characters mm-hmm. um so duggan and caselli yeah x-men 25 yeah art looks great in this book uh you know giving you some kind of Laraz vibes but like the color palette on it i noticed it's darker it's kind of cool like it's just like a little cool more they muted were all like that right just a little more muted yeah uh this issue really focuses heavily on kitty yes and like what her deal is and how like like it's an interesting time for her yeah um and people who are fans of her i'd love to know how they feel about this i saw a little bit of scuttlebutt online about people being very happy okay because she is first of all they're referencing something mm-hmm. uh i think it's a book it was uh like it was a book of kitty and wolverine together yeah they oh the miniseries they reference ogun and all of that okay. so like she's utilizing swords from that time period that she's in and, and skills that she learned um from ogun and also from wolverine and right. this so she's become like a little assassin cool um and by a little assassin i mean an assassin yes because she's the only one who can use the gates and right. she's questioning you know a lot of things her faith That's is really fun that she's the only one who can use the only gates. one who can use the gates but she's also fun. questioning she's like am i a mutant yes if i can use it right. can i you know if she questions her faith the whole thing right yeah. this book is told we jump around all over the place you mm-hmm. know we see the fact that um you know sunfire is a sunfire yes yeah we were talking about Sunspot, Star- Starfire. We were talking about Starfire Rizzle, like, re- recently, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm saying the right celestial body plus yep. fire. That's right. Uh, you know, she's living a traitor's life. Mm-hmm. She hates it, of course. You know, this is not what she wants. Nope. Um, but she's in the limelight. Uh, we see the, the political setting on Earth that, you know, Orcus has a hand in the White House. You know, Iron Man Sentinels are standing outside to you know make sure everybody's safe they're they're telling the people that it's like don't worry we are helping mutants um to get off planet like they are going to mars where they're welcome which is not the truth at all there's a war going on up there any uh mutants who are from Araco are like all out against krakoan mutants they're like you're weak now that genesis is there obviously yeah um others are being helped by curing them. Mm. Um, meanwhile, Dr. Stasis has Cyclops. So, you know, I'm sure he won't have him for long. <laughs> but he's like, all you have to do is just tell them that, like, you absolutely orchestrated the attacks and then we'll let all of you people go, like, that we have. But otherwise, like, people are going to die. And Cyclops is like, bring it on. Yeah, I'm, I will kill you. Like, right. it's all cool. Um, Sink and Town are really trying hard to um, formulate a rebellion of sorts. Uh, you know, they have Rasputin there and um, there are some other mutants, but they're just really trying to get a census, first of all, of how many mutants are still around, what they're doing and how they are, if they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kitty's a big part of that, but she's been acting so rashly. Like yeah. She has like, she returns from like a mission she was on. She's got like a cut and sinks like, hey, let's dress that. If you were at your A game, no one could touch you. Right, that's true. So like, I need you to rest up and focus. She's like, no, mm-hmm. nope, not going to do it. Uh, inevitably, she and Emma will have a conversation about that, you know, where she's just like, what happened to you when you yeah. went through that gate? And we see what happened to her. And it's an incredible set of pages, like just cool, incredible. You know, after Kitty fell, falls through the gate at the end of um, the Hellfire Gala, yeah. there's a bunch of guys there. And she's like, hey, you know, maybe you're like, I'm, I'm warning you, like, don't do this. And they're like, ha 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 ha. 
and she just snaps mm -hmm. and she kills them all and she's like because i can't let them know i can go through the gate right so i gotta go through them instead yeah and it is just she just kills them in it really horrific amazing ways um <laughs> and part of it she's like She's like, I learned a lot of this from Wolverine. Yeah. And I'm like, she got his own berserker rage. Yeah, fair. Um, we also deal a little bit with the um, Kamala Khan fallout. Okay. Right. Where it's just, you know, we see a, a part in which she's going back home mm -hmm. um, and Emma's with her and she's disguised as a, um, as a Tony Stark's assistant. Okay. Hazel. <laughs> and uh, she's like, she doesn't want to do it. She's like, they're going to be like, She's like, don't worry. They're they're really happy. They're excited you're alive. Like it's okay. She's like, no, I know, but like, mm. and she she goes inside, and her mom has like white eyes. She's mm. like, what the heck? And Emma talks to her. She's like, this is my gift to you. And she's like, I'm gonna just remove the memory of you dying. Yeah, from from that. Oh my god. So that you don't have to worry about that. And in fact, like, what, what are they gonna do when like the postman is like, hey, your, your daughter died? Because she retcons it. What? She reckons essentially that like Does she know more death of Ms. Marvel? Yeah. Like <laughs> for like seemingly everyone. So you know how like her death, you know, what that happened in the Spider-Man book? Yeah. And everyone was like, Why did you do that? Yes. It doesn't matter anymore. <sighs> so it's like they never did it. Yeah. Who thought who who would have thought that would happen? Right. No, it it's it's oh, how does she how does she put it? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is like use this like take this as a gift you know the, the don't don't yeah you're an x-man now deal well, with it moving on no she's like no you're not don't come with us mm. she's like you get well, a it's a bad time it's a bad it's a bad time to be an x-man i wouldn't i would not uh i wouldn't worry about that mm -hmm. uh it's a bad time to be one and they're just gonna come after your family right like if they know you're a mutant mm -hmm. they're just like i wanted you to say that you were a mutant i really really wanted you to like come out at, at the gala but that's not going to work. Yeah. So don't worry about it. She's like, I've done this stuff kind of thing for Kingpin. <clears throat> it's all good. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but what ends up happening is Kamala joins anyway. Oh. And Emma's like, I gave you an out. And she's like, mutant or not, it would be wrong if I wasn't here to help you. Yeah. And she, she's like, I'm here to help. Cool. We also find out that, um, you know, the Avengers are there. They're, they're Everyone's secretly meeting underground. Like mm. Cap's like, I'm with you. Yeah. And he's like, and like the narration says like Cap knows how important it is to like have that visibility where he's yes. like, I'm with you guys. Like what, what are we doing? So like, essentially they're just fact finding at this point. Like where yeah. are mutants? What are they doing with them? Right. Um, another kind of major like mic drop moment for me, which I legitimately gasped in this <laughs> is like, we're talking about like forge. Cause forge is like, before the gala, he was like, "Oh yeah, I've I, I've got this whole like I'm going to try to use the tree uh, the treehouse technology to help other places." So like, he's preparing like his notes for that. It's like they can reveal that. Uh, it's kind of when the shit hits the fan, and um, the portals go down, and he's like, "The vault." Oh, that was what was keeping them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the vault opens. Presumably, the children are are free. So okay. It's like, oh yeah, and one more thing. <laughs> you cool. Know that, you know that huge pile of crap? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So you know, it's just it's this was a really good uh, issue, which was like, we're not going to pretend like everything's hunky dory and awesome. Can't. Like we can't possibly do that, but it does keep up the steam, and uh, you know, it doesn't feel like a misery fest. It's more like a okay. 
let's let's make sure we understand where players are and go from there. Right. So, right. Love it. That so sounds great. Sound, Keep a, up the momentum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh cool man Cotterham says Spider-Man Rain 2. Yep, they're uh, they announced a sequel to Spider-Man Rain. Why? I can't imagine. Um Arduit, uh, come up woo. I don't know if there's like a meme or something that I missed. Uh I I appreciate the woos, no, but I've noticed that like that's how people open the show well, now. Well, I like, think one person did, did it. Did it and so now it's like a thing. And now it's a thing. All right, I just want to make sure I'm I not missing a reference. I'm I'm going to attribute this to Ray Far, I think. Oh, it is definitely Ray Far definitely started it. cemented it, definitely. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. No, no question about that. Ali Alziati, uh, hello, I hope you're well. Uh, speaking of turtles, apparently the toys that made us exaggerated Eastman and Laird's breakup and they were on good terms and still are. That's good to know. I hope so. I hope that's true. Uh, I haven't seen them do any interviews together. I've never seen them travel together. Whenever I see Eastman, he is never with Laird. I've never seen Laird at a convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toys That Made Us certainly uh, does play into a, uh, you know, a, an overwhelming feeling that seemingly we all kind of agree with. But yeah. I hope that you're right. Uh, thank you. Bryce Harriet. First time I'm older than Turtles. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Dylan Helms. Hey, Comic Pop. First time supporter. Love the Turtles movie. Took my girlfriend to her first con yesterday. <gasps> Any tips on book hunting at conventions? Uh, well, it kind of depends on like what you're going there for. Sometimes I go just to discover something new, and yep. that's a little easier because you just you just you know, kind of looking around, looking around. Otherwise, if you're trying to complete a collection, have some um, either like you know list, note, like a list somewhere. It doesn't have to be an actual list. Just keep it on your phone. You keep it on your phone of what you have already, so that you can reference it. Because yeah. otherwise, you'll end up with multiples. Like I have of certain things where I'm just like, I know this cover or I don't know this cover. Yep. So I must not have it. And it's like, no, I, nope, I have two of them. I've got three of them now. Great. Excellent. Exactly. Um, so I would, I would definitely do that. And, um, you have an idea in your head about what certain books you're looking for and their price range. Yeah. And what you're willing to, to buy them for. And, uh, you know, like just to do a quick little spin around the con just to see, you know, if anyone has any deals, you could start there and then go out from there. Exactly. Trying so hard not to make noise, but put these books it's away. Okay. 60 second comic facts, turtle power. Who's your favorite character from the TMNT universe? Uh, I'm going to say Donatello, which is my favorite turtle. I don't really care about the rest. I mean, Casey Jones is pretty great, but it's really rare. It's not Muckman. Muckman's hilarious, but only for me, Adult Swim. Uh, I love Raph. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I have to say about that. Cool Man says, I'm convinced we're not going to get a good Amazing Spider-Man comic until a universe reboot happens. No, it just takes one good writer. That's all it takes. And it just takes one, like, you know, either an editor in chief who's strong or a uh, president who cares or a writer who's excited, who has like cachet, you know, like it's it's ironic because Zdarsky didn't want to get pushed around by Marvel editorial who would have forced him to do things that happened. I guarantee you, Wells didn't want to do half the crap that happened in this mm. uh, series, but uh, Zdarsky probably would have been forced to or expected to do those things as well. Mm. Uh, but now that he's so popular and he writes Batman, like he has more power now than he ever did. Mm. And you have the ability to just go, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, fodder box kid hey guys glad you cat glad to catch the live i'm reading trad moore's dr strange book today nice. and i'm about to make a jump into manga with volume one of berserk well you could do worse than berserk i yeah. imagine people love that series yeah absolutely uh, and we just got a uh, we're getting a hardcover of that trad moore dr strange book in the next couple of days excellent uh dylan helms also a major thanks to tiffany for igniting this love of x-men in me that i didn't know ha- i had currently reading ten of swords excited to catch up yes ten of swords i that i you know people are like what's your favorite event and i'm like I always go back to that one mainly because I was so like into X-Men and not that I'm not now, but like at that time I was excited to be on board on this like ground floor of this new 
like era for X-Men, but also all the magic and mysticism yes. in that, that book. And it just felt nice to have all the writers working together. Totally. So cool. Uh, Dante Cook, this is a super late, but thank you, Sal, for covering Images Angela. I love that two second run of her so much that I hunted down two copies of all of it. One day Marvel will give us a new Angela run one day. Yeah, all Angela has to do is appear in the next Guardians movie or something, and we're going to get her. They'll just do an Angela War Journal. Angela War Journal. We'll get an original. <laughs> Dude, if I My could get... My new pitch is character War Journal. I would take an, a Neil Gaiman, Greg Capullo, Marvel original graphic novel of Angela. That'd be really fun to see now, mm-hmm. especially given the miniseries that we got about 30 yes. years ago. Uh, Glassman, the moment I'm Batman... Uh, the moment in Batman Night Terrors as Batman's talking to his younger self is quite a touching moment. Love to see Williamson on an all-star podcast. Well, you're, that's the show that exists thanks to being... Uh, no, love to see Williamson Yeah, me on. too, man. No, that's his show. Like, all-star, yeah. all-star is called that because I wanted it to be about all-stars like Joshua Williamson. So mm-hmm. The show is Josh's and mine. Uh, we're recording one this week, actually, to cover the month of August. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you very much. Alziati, uh, did you hear that Garfield will be open to Amazing Spider-Man 3 if Feige was involved? I mean, who wouldn't be, right? Uh, I think that Garfield should be uh, interested in it uh, regardless, but I'm down for Amazing Spider-Man 3. I'm okay if they don't make Amazing Spider-Man 3 and they just go, okay, so um, he's the Spider-Man of the Venomverse, which also includes the Morbius-verse and all the mm. other crap. Like, the, the Spider-Man that we have is that one. And then he can die. I love Garfield. I think he's great, despite the Monday problem. No, I love Andrew Garfield. He's amazing. Um, He's my favorite Spider-Man on screen. But I also don't want Tom. Every time I hear about Tom Holland and Spider-Man, they're always talking about like him swinging off into the sunset. And I'm always like, shut your goddamn mouth. Uh, everybody who who wants to see Miles replace a like essentially 19 year old Spider-Man like get out of my face with that I'm not saying that he's 19 corrections in the comments are coming immediately yeah but um yeah but but age wise he would not be 20 something like anyway I, I but but if they want to do that you know they, they could just have Peter Parker Spider-Man in the MCU and just keep going and 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 they can have Andrew Garfield do all the things they need and then mm-hmm. have Miles show up anyway it works out perfectly it's beautiful Come on, let's do it. Uh, Rami Darwish. Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Also really enjoyed the 52 episode and back issues. Thank you very much. Yay. Big awesome. fun episode. I'm glad you liked it. Nikki T. Hey, Sound Tiffany. My grandparents just adopted a stray cat <gasps> named Rocky. Yay. Any tips on or secrets to handling a cat? We've already got a couple of dogs. Uh, the first thing you want to do is make sure that your dogs are acclimated to the cat. And um, the, yeah. The, and the, the cat is like, it feels safe. You know, they, you want you want the, the cat needs to have places to go in the event that it feels unsafe in your home. Those could be anywhere from a cat tree to a room in the house that's specifically theirs. Not like that you would not go in there, but like that you have declared like the dogs don't go in here, but the cat can go in here. That's a place just for the cat to go. I've heard it's best to really introduce the cat to a single room first. Mm -hmm. It it brings them comfort. They uh, will know that that is their safe spot. Yep. Um, And then allow them to explore other areas. You could, if the cat's, if the cat and the dogs have not met yet, um, and you know, if the cat is not used to having other animals, you could you just set up something that you know, whether it be like uh, like a, like a baby gate kind of situation, a screen, mm-hmm. like something like that, that they can interact with each other without physically being in the same room with each other, right. so that uh, they can get to know each other's sense. Yep. And then you can even if they're if they're not doing well together, you can have like set up food nearby those spaces so that they start associating one another with good things. Right, because they need to be positively reinforced and also inevitably you want them to eat relatively near each other so there's like one communal eating space yeah Yeah, we're not cat experts we have cats so it's 
that's just what, what we've, we've done and that's what we have um had success you know, with. and also in terms of like handling them if you do want to hold a cat or get to know them best thing you can do in order to get to know them is make a fist make bones at them um because they'll read it almost it's like they're your face and so they'll want to like mark it yep um but like it's also not like threatening like when you go to pet a cat they're going to see this like a claw and they immediately re- like they they, so they normally expose yeah like, so associate they don't know you with- they're not going to love that so we do that and then go in for the pet especially uh keep it around like the head neck region and mm-hmm. even into the the like down here section yeah uh, and then inevitably you can do a full body pet and if you want to pick them up support their butt and back feet they're, that's right they'll appreciate it alex sanchez i think they just announced spider-man rain 2 yes they did uh, apparently they teased it uh according to adventures in poor taste uh Kari andrews uh let's see um we got a we got a we got an image of it and i think that's Kari andrews's art as well is it or, just Kari doing both just like in the other book i assume i mean that's if i were to do that uh the teaser says the most notorious spider-man story ever told stay tuned for more so that's in typical marvel marvel fashion here's no information uh but get excited anyway Ricard did um amazing fantasy and amazing fantasy yes that's right but this is amazing spider-man or right. spider-man reign two right i'm just um, saying like they did work i think they did writing and art for yes. amazing oh no they've, they're they're great no uh, except for this um I uh, I think I would accept it if it was called uh, Spider-Man Strikes Again, mm-hmm. just like Dark Knight Strikes Again, just to remind you that that was mm-hmm. a terrible book. Um, yeah, I love that they're leaning into it. They're like, it's the most notorious Spider-Man ever told. Shut up. Uh, Paul Williams finally got my copy of Williamson's Rogues. Nice. Enjoy. Good time, you haven't mate. already in two weeks. You may have want to have already ordered your copy because it might be on back issues. Sean Conwell, Sound Tiffany, good work as always. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, suggestion for Elseworlds Exchange. Uh, an in-continuity DC Civil War event pitch. We may have already done that. You may want to go back and take a look at either like at the playlist of Elseworlds from the main channel. Well, then you can Comic-Con. do Civil War too. I know. That's a love it. I love that idea. <laughs> uh, Alex Sanchez was in Boston last week and found a comic shop, a Savage Avengers omnibus, grabbed it before it was out of print. Nice. Good pickup. Uh, Sean Conwell also suggested episodes devoted to zaniness of the tangent comics universe. First time I went down that rabbit hole, I was blown away. Agreed. We have uh, some issues, but not all of them. I need there needs to be like an omnibus or something like that. I thought there was. The first reason I thought we had it, but I guess I'm wrong. Maybe we do. I don't know. I just make things up. I don't know. Hayden Hamilton, love your coverage of 52. How much research goes into each back issues? How much prep? How long do you edit? What are the unseen known uh, parts of the job? A lot of questions. I appreciate all of them. Uh, I, I do as much research as I can. Uh, I always look up the, the book to see if there's any like reviews or discussions or uh, I online. It, I think it depends on the book. Yeah, it depends on the book. But I, but for every book we cover, I always take a look to see if there's any interviews with the creative team. If it's an older book, like 20, 30 years old, I always take a look to see if we have the book. If we have an older copy, I read the forward and the afterward to see if there's any like insights. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of prep, it. especially with the bigger the book. Uh, and, and there's like so many different avenues yep. for that. Uh, Edits take like five, six, ten hours, depending on how long it is yeah. uh, and unknown uh, parts of the job. Sounds to decorate the set. Decorating the set, <laughs> being surprised by reactions, seeing what the audience or what the what the hosts connect with and what they don't. I've been very surprised by episodes where I'm like, what do you mean you don't like this? Or, uh, oh, my God, why are you responding to this? So, you know, that's that's usually the, un- the unexpected. But it's always fun. Uh-huh. No complaints. Uh, here are some books that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Superman Annual uh, 2023 is coming out. I'm obviously going to get that. If you haven't already checked out All Stars with Joshua Williamson, that's our podcast here on this channel. You should because you'd already known it existed. It would have been, been on your, pre, uh, your, your pre-order list. 
Um, Spider-Man Annual Number One is coming out. Apparently, there's going to be some kind of contest of champions. They're calling it Contest of Chaos. This is Agatha Harkness, the hot one, is uh, making the Marvel heroes fight. Uh, Seventy Phillips is writing Spider-Man. I'm going to check that out. Why not? Spidey versus Wolverine. Night Terrors number three is coming out. I'm going to check that out, of course. Uh, continuing that series. Uh, Barnstormers, uh, the now Eisner Award-winning series, is uh, in its second issue, or rather, of course, its second printed issue. But uh, you should check out that series as well, because I think the uh, art is great. It's by Tula Lote, uh, and a really fun premise. Just uh, worth checking out as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh... I forgot that was coming out. <laughs> oh no, gosh. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here are some things I'll be picking up. Immortal X-Men number 14. Obviously. Yeah. I love this to me, my no one. <laughs> <laughs> you know Gillen wrote that. Yeah, it's Gillen. Because they some of these uh, writers actually write their own press like Yeah, I copy. freaking I love it. Uh it's all about Xavier. Good. I, uh, we I, need that. I, I, oh, Look at that Planet of the Apes cover. Yeah, I cannot wait. Well, because like Sentinels surrounded Krakoa. Yeah. And so like he's really there al- alone because we all know there's some people in the hole. So let's just mm-hmm. see how this goes. But oh my God, Gillen writing Xavier after the fall of this dream. Yeah. Yes, Great. Yes, please. I'll take two. Uh, Night Terrors. I'm going to read Zatanna number two yep. for sure. Uh, written by Dennis Culver. So I, I started that. So I want to finish like, it. It's finish. only one more issue. That's exactly. Even if you were like kind of halfway on a certain issue or two, you'd be like, oh, you know what? There's only two. Yeah. And if you're like, man, I want to read Wolverine, but I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be feeling all this stuff about the fall of X-Men. Well, they can go over and check out Ben Mercy's Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance. F yes. Freaking man, you know, like Wolverine's had a lot of history with all different Ghost Riders, so definitely go check this out if, if that's if that's the kind of thing you're looking for. I how could it not? <laughs> uh, I believe it's him and Johnny, so you know. All right, fine. It'll be a good time. Looks like Danny because it always does. It, yeah, listen, that's the best one, right? Children of the Vault number one is coming out, written by Dennis Camp. So. Gonna, we'll give it a shot. See how that goes. See how it goes, right? I, I, I don't know. Like, listen, I got, you know how I said the other books weren't a misery fest. When we get into the Children of the Vault, that always makes me worry. I'm like, that makes me feel like it's a little bit of a misery fest because I'm like, they're just here for. Ah, I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge until I read um, this. It is a mini series, though. Mm-hmm. So you know, they've been doing that a lot with like character kind of studies. Yeah, the so, Iceman book came out this week. Yeah, I did not get no, a chance to jump into that at all. Um, but I also want to take a look to see what else might be coming out. I got to give credit to this Flash book. The cover itself reminds me just from far off of uh, Evangelion. So yeah, like, that's kind of neat. Um, if you've been reading the Size Barrier, Dan Them All, number seven is coming out. Size Barrier is great, so you know, go back and read the rest of it. Totally. Uh, Gargoyles, don't forget they've got a spin-off series, Dark Ages, number two will be coming out this week as well. Um I'm sure I'm missing literally twelve thousand things, but you know no, I think you're okay. That's that's probably pretty good. Right? Yeah. I think that's enough. They're, they're, that's enough. There could be more. Right. But who knows? I'm sure someone does. And now we're going to be chatting a little bit about Ninja Turtles. I'm, I'll spare you the theme. Um, but yeah, Team MNT Mutant Mayhem came out. Uh, we watched it. And uh, so, yeah, we'll give you our honest thoughts and feedback yeah. on what uh, what was the deal with this movie and uh, any reactions thereof. Uh, okay, so Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, I believe it was made by the same guy from uh, Mitchell's Versus the Machines, which I was like, yep. 
Yeah, okay. Um, this, of course, is directed by Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears uh, with, our, with, with writing by... <laughs> with art with writing by at least five different people uh four people came up with the story five people wrote the script um yeah uh, a lot of people involved in this movie yeah um interestingly i, enough, I didn't realize Mitchell, the guy who did mitchell versus the machines or worked on that had also worked on gravity falls which would explain why alex hirsch was a voice in this yep uh it's funny the every time that we are like oh that's a cute movie that really responds I, I i hope the the youth of today respond to it alex hirsch's name is usually on it i'm yeah. like Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, really quick non-spoiler review. Uh, the movie's really sweet and cute. Uh, I think that it's certainly the most um, young-feeling movie and version of the Turtles I've ever seen. And uh, that really lives up to the teenage part of the title. I, it makes me wish that like we'd gone back. I remember the Michael Bay movies. They were originally, the movie's going to be called Ninja Turtles. And people were like so upset. Like, why would you call it that? It's called Teenage Mutant. So they changed it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. It was going to have a lot of space and aliens and stuff in it. And they were like, why would you do that? And so they didn't do that. And instead, what we got was like one horrible movie and one really fun movie to watch one time. Right. And uh, but it, but having it be called Ninja Turtles would have been like, oh, that really like differentiates. It really sets it in that version. Um, this one really leans into the teenage aspect of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. and feels like that. And it has a lot to do with the young stars who portray the turtles. Um, Micah Abey, uh, Shaman Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Brady Noon, uh, to say nothing of A.O. Edibiri and, uh, and, and company. Um, everybody did a great job. Uh, there was no weak link in this. The only thing that I always found confusing and weird was like I didn't care for the idea initially because Splinter is supposed to be Japanese that Jackie Chan's playing Splinter, you know, not to mention the fact that like there's a significant cultural shift between Chinese, China and, uh, and Japan. Uh, and of course like the undercurrent of uh, animosity between these two countries, but also the fact that like, you know, Jackie Chan is a company man for his comfort, for his terrible government. And uh, I don't really like seeing him talk ever, ever, like really anymore. Um, but also the fact that like, you know, Splinter's Japanese, what the hell are you doing? Wait, but not now. But not in this. No, he's just a New York rat. And we're doing that. And it's like a weird holdover from the live action thing where it's like, who cares what Splinter was? Yeah. He's just a rat from New York who learns ninjutsu from outside sources. Right, right, right. And so we got that in this. It's my, it's the only real thing I was like, that sucks. Like the only thing where I was like, that sucks about this movie uh -huh. is I'm like, why like why now it makes sense and i get it and certainly uh this splinter is very much he is more of a like older new yorker mm -hmm. than he is a ninjutsu master yeah. or sensei for the turtles mm -hmm. it's much more of a father figure so i get the motivation mm -hmm. there's no decision in this movie that isn't made in haste or without thinking about the story or the plot or the characters no but I, it will be interesting to see it going forward because i mean obviously um here it's a kid's movie right it is straight up a kid's movie it's a kid's movie so like so you're like a 50 year old man <laughs> well it's, it's a kid's movie so i'm just you know i but that doesn't mean that kids movies can't have heart know, or well, depth. And like yeah depth and like a plot that you could follow and it has nuance and subtlety or that you can go on to be grander and and, and such true uh, this movie really was focusing a lot less on the ninja part mm-hmm of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Big time. elements. It was more about the teenage, the mutant, yes. the turtle part. Like yeah. that's everything really but ninjas. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, they're younger. Maybe they can kind of come into it. But it, it's it's funny when you think of, 
you know, the villain of this versus what they're teasing the villain to be next. Yes. And how intrinsically tied that would be to that component. Totally. Of, of, of their, their, their name, mm-hmm. um, their title, I should say, and how that, how they're going to square that circle. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in terms of, you know, the movie itself, it's cute. It's, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. We, nope. we were in a theater filled with children. Yes. Um, there's a few like parents in there too, but there was just, clearly there were just some kids, a literal bus pulled up <laughs> and a bunch of like middle school, maybe freshman kids got off of it. They all went to uh, the theater and a bunch of them were in there and they, you know, they're all watching their movie. Yeah. Uh, they, they, someone in the movie said hell. <laughs> and uh, they say actually, uh, they say hell, damn, kill. Yeah. Quite often. I really appreciated like the approach to this where it was like, the the kids themselves have a censored kind of like approach because they're younger and they're yeah. like you know they're surrounded by their father but like also the larger world outside the adult world mm-hmm. uh tries not to pull too many punches yeah which i wish i appreciated you know it treats the audience with respect yes um you know even the ninja turtles in the 1990 movie don't kill the foot clan oh no no but it, it was just funny because like they they dropped that and there's a couple of kids in the other so like oh, oh we said a bad word <laughs> And I have not heard that in a long time. <laughs> it, was, it was adorable. Yeah. Utterly adorable. Um, no, I really appreciate the fact that they, these kids, like these turtles felt like teenagers. I thought yep. that was great. I thought that was fun. I thought it was really clever for them not to lead with the Foot Clan and, and the Shredder and, and to yeah. allow them to grow into that, to age up into that. Yeah, it's tough because every time that you have a Ninja Turtles adaptation, typically they're like, all right, well, here's Shredder. And of course, the first time the turtles ever appeared anywhere they fight Shredder, they kill him, and then where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. And it goes completely off the rails immediately. Mm-hmm. And th- that's pretty much the case every single time. Yeah. That the turtles then get reinterpreted as like, here's Shredder, and he's defeated or he dies. Either way, we you got to come up with something else. Mm-hmm. And of course, what do they do? Usually aliens. And it's like, you've lost me. Like, you you know, it, there's a lot of that. And yeah, it, yeah, oh, yeah. the more you keep going with the Turtles franchise, the more nuanced, the, the, the more narrow and niche the, the property becomes. Yeah. To the point where people are like, oh, yeah, no, I dropped off a long time. No, and it's funny, but instead of, but instead of doing that, well, I was going to say, instead of them doing the like, you know, in the first movie, they kill Shredder immediately. Instead, they decided to go a different route and rip a different band-aid off that they could have milked for a little bit mm. which was they just introduced into the world right yeah yeah no that's true like that's over yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sure they could you know be like oh they could no, put the genie back in the bottle sort of them... not really but like you know humanity knows yes humanity knows turtles humanity, exist yeah they know about mutants they know about turtles they yes. they, they they are aware they watch them yeah and that's... yes which honestly makes the ninja component even less important for right. them. <laughs> yeah it's very much like a like a, like an mcu <laughs> spider-man movie which is fine like they're this movie's going down such a different path that folk who grow up on this will go back to the original version if they want to. The 20... Is it... 2003. 2003 version of it? Yeah, that really, really fun cartoon that's, like, more gritty. Yeah, but I was also thinking the other movie they made, the animated movie. Oh, yeah, that that was, I think, 2005. With, like, Patrick two, Stewart. As yeah, a I it. love that movie. But, like... It'll be so almost unrecognizable to mm-hmm. them because they have gone such a different way or such a tra- different trajectory yes, for this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting, right? Uh, so getting in, uh, we we actually did already get into spoiler territory, oh, but sure. like you know, we find out you know a lot of stuff about where this. Fr- I don't really get this as a franchise because I'm like, where are you going to go from here? 
Um, but I like that they're kind of like focusing more on the like story that we're telling right now. It's very much like it's it's funny how Hollywood is doing that lately, like with the new Spider-Man uh, animated movie and everything where they're like, you know, clearly we are part of a franchise. We are conditioning the audience to expect sequels, but also we are going to react to your expectations like it's completely unrealistic and kind of inappropriate that you're talking about the next one when we just pulled off this Herculean effort of making this one. And it's like, yeah, but it's like, it's part of a series, you know, in Spider-Man's case, you called it part two, mm-hmm. you know, like, what, what are you talking about? You know, or part one of two, like, you know what I mean? So with it, but, but with this one, you feel that like they're, they're going, you don't feel in the DNA of the story of this book or of this, of this movie that it's going to have more. And then there's a mid credit scene where there's definitely going to be more. Yeah. Like, I don't see where you can go with this, but also it is so much not an interpretation of any original material that they can go wherever the hell they want with it because yeah. they're making it up from whole cloth, that's basically. Ex- that's exactly it. And I and I, so I applaud them for that, yeah. for, for going, you know, we've, we've, we've done so much. We've yes. already done so much of many of the same plots. Right. Let's, let's try a different way and let's see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's really cool. But again, like right now, it just feels like other than the mid credit scene. Yeah. Like they leave the, the eye masks behind. Totally fair. You're going to school. You don't right. need that, but you don't it's need like, that. We don't need to be ninjas. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm kind of like, Oh, okay. <laughs> For me, I was like, Oh, I mean, like I got it. I liked it in the sequence we got like the, yes, you know, where they're in school, too, they're but like, I'm also like, well, don't lose it. How do we, you know, they're, uh, we need that teenage mutants. Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, yeah. It's just cute. It is cute. It's a cute movie. It's well, it, oh, I will also say uh, as a, you know, one of my, one of my clear observations of this movie was like, it is a really well designed and executed script. Like this movie is tight. Mm. It's not as tight, I think, as the original 1990 movie, where it's like, that is a masterclass in like script writing and story. This also is, but in its own way, in a very new modern way. Yeah. But it's like, everything that is introduced is paid off. Every character that is introduced has an arc. Every, yeah. every like, element that is utilized is, or is introduced is utilized. So mm-hmm. it's like, and, and also manages to do it in a trim, you know, uh, unindulgent way. Right. I'm like, ah, like, you know, you introduce these characters, you pay off these characters, you introduce this concept and it's a very simple concept, but here we go. We're just going right, to, right, 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 right. You right. know what I mean? Like, you know, the, 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 the teenagers, the, the, the turtles want to leave, you know, they want to experience mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. outside world. And, well, that, and that, that is traditional. It's always like, been the case, been but in a very different, through of, a yeah. very different lens. And, uh, and it works really well. And then, but, but I'm just saying like, it's a really tight, well, constructed movie where i'm like wow like you there are so few scripts nowadays that just work that work in like this 3x structure and and actually do all the things you know they check all the boxes mm-hmm. as you pointed out in, in the car on the way home yeah no it definitely did it, ch- it checked all the boxes it was it was it was just fun yeah it was fun it was it was purely indulgent like just just you must, uh, if you want to, you should watch it. Watch it with a room full of kids. Hear the kids like react to it. It's really fun to to, to see. Like they're just they're just, they're they're yelling, but like in in excitement. Yeah. You know they're not bored. You know, and I I noticed it's funny. Like there are moments where I'm like, right when we're getting to the point where someone might be in not not might not me, but I feel it. Like because I'm you know we go to the movies more often than not. I I, I can feel when people are going to take their phones out, and like about four seconds before people are conditioned to do that scene changes or something happens. Admittedly, there were a couple of kids down the row. Yeah. 
who had their phones. Well, they, they were like trying to find things. Like, yeah, I but they, they were also using their phone. Like they, they were doing it a little bit here and yeah, there. Um, yeah. The movie theater we went to was less filled than when we went and saw Barbie. Right. And it well, yes, that's true. Yeah. There were a lot of seats filled though. Well, yeah, that was, no, and, and that was a Dolby theater like, that we went to. So, but usually they're, yeah, because it's smaller. I think because it's more expensive though. But it was 25% off. Yeah. I, yeah. For you. <laughs> um, what was the other thing I wanted to say about this? Um, oh, one other ding for this movie, and it okay. might just be because it's young, but I see a lot of movies and, you know, I, 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 there are, I, I guarantee you most reviews of the movies that came out in 2023 do not start with like, it's really young and it really appeals to young people. But uh, a lot of needle drops in this movie. And in a way where like the same criticisms we had for Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Guardians 3 there were an inordinate amount mm. of needle drops. I think that, and, and I didn't pay attention to this and it was a testament to the movie, but I think every single scene has one. Like, I think th- there is not a scene change without a, a licensed song in it. I think that has to do with a couple of things. I think one, you know, directors like James Gunn really opened the door for that to go like, Hey, this is kind of what we do now for soundtracks. This is how you make movies. Additionally, I, I think it is a reflection on the way that um, children consume media right now. Um, you know, a lot, if they are on social media, a lot of the content that they are consuming, unless it's like a, it's like a remix. Well, I was or- going to say, if it's a specific brand, I think that's one thing. Like if they're watching a show through that, but if they're watching just content, like, trending music trending exactly. that type of like sounds like it's really important yeah. to them and, and it doesn't and, matter like where it comes from or when it comes from right so i i would say it's also a reflection in terms of how they need to tell story to keep interest mm-hmm. um with you know a, yeah. an ever shortening attention span to some degree yeah um but yeah i do think also it's just that they're like well i mean everyone else is doing it mm-hmm. let's do it too yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 that and the over-reliance and it wasn't even like they didn't rely on them that's what's so frustrating on names right like john cena plays rocksteady yeah i didn't hear him didn't hear him at all no that's so, fine which by but, the way not like i really no, need him to play like, him part of that is for really the adults just, who are also going to go see that movie. i think it's just to put it up when they did the first trailer when they went names right they need to give that up that's over i don't think anyone is like we gotta go see the new ninja Turtles. you hear john cena but benedict is gonna be rocksteady in this movie he's I, gonna have four things to I say i think they feel like that's a really like that's a thing i think they get excited and that's, for I think it. that's insipid um but i mean like in the same way that having that amount of like music used in movies is inevitably it's going to become cliche it's already borderline to that point where it's just like okay and this is the point where we pull out either a fan favorite song or a song from the following decade yeah like that will become a cliche right it, we're on I mean, our it already way is one it's just yeah. that, like but it used to be that we were like okay here's the part in our vietnam movie where we play ccr yeah you know here is the part in our scorsese movie where we play the number two hit of the decade we are portraying yeah um you know here's the part in the Zack snyder movie where we play a song that has the words that describe the thing that's happening on the screen right and i mean i guess in a way like director's like you know tarantino started that but tarantino also like but like he tries to find songs that aren't yeah here a song here's a song you've never heard or a song you forgot because you're a 68 year old man like you don't have any recollection of it like no one who was born in the in the 2000s has any recollection or it's becoming one of those things that it's 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 happening 
more and more and more and more. Yeah. And like I said, eventually this is going to become a cliche for sure. Totally. They'll, they'll be trying to swing in the other direction. Mm -hmm. Like we saw uh, uh, Trent Reznor was like the music supervisor on this. And I'm like, cool. Uh, what did he do? Oh. What an easy job. What an easy paycheck. You put my name up there and uh, yeah. Oh, so you're just going to grab your own personal CD collection. Just play whatever. Cool. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, good movie. Really fun. Really cute. Definitely check it out. I don't think that it's enhanced by the movie going experience. If you were like, uh, you know, I got like my kids three mm -hmm. and I don't feel like dealing with, with her bouncing up and down on the chair. Yeah. Just do it at home. You don't need to see this in theaters. Mm. There's nothing about like the enhanced sound or like amazing effects or the like, you know, blistering artwork. Right. Oh, um, should we talk about the style? Itself? Yeah, the style. We need to talk about the style. Yeah. I think that it is self-indulgent. I, I think it's too far. I think it. I, I think that they were patting themselves in the back by the style they went with. I don't know if that about that. I there was like so many little like parts of it that I really really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, parts I'm I enjoyed not too. super familiar, honestly, with the original Eastman and Laird comics. They don't look like that. Um, but uh, but you know who cares? Right, and like part of me, like you know, we obviously didn't have any like hints at the black and white, but like I did appreciate. You know, like scribbles around lighting effects yes. that made it feel like, like it gave it attachment to the comic book. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated the a lot of the models, the character um, models and, the, and, and their designs themselves being like their own thing. Yeah. Their own sort of style. Like April's just her character model. I'm like, that's a really cool character model. Yeah. Like very cool character model. Each of the Turtle Brothers, like they obviously we've been working on that for we we have a million iterations of those characters. You could pick and choose or make up your own. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're they've been coming for a long time, just making each brother look a little different. different whether yeah. that be from I think when did they start doing it where they had, they had just just it was just a slightly different green tone. I think that was the 2003 cartoon. Yeah, so we started there, and then it just has kept going. Yep. I really liked their different looks. Yes. in this, I thought they were really well done. Again, they did the slight green shift differences mm -hmm. there yep um you know we're pretty much hooked on the fact that donatello will be a nerd we'll he'll just have, have glasses, glasses. He'll um, be than them. huge but i liked seeing them as babies because he was like raf was like chubby yeah yeah I you like know that. we didn't really hit everybody over the head with their like much like in a very old vintage theme song what they what makes them who they are <laughs> we get that you know when, they, when there's like a moment where they do like a shopping trip and we see Raphael like picking up like protein powder yes and i'm like you know, we they really don't hammer at home mm -hmm. what their personality types are. You do end up picking it up. I was like, that's really well done. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there was there were a couple of moments where like the character, the, each character has their own very unique design. The universe has a very uh, distinct feel that is mm -hmm. consistent throughout. It's not like they just grab random characters from something else and threw them into this. I applaud the consistency and the execution and the deliberate nature and the the kind of like almost daring way in which they were like let's dare to make this world look that distinct because there's a you know the the one from i think 07 or whatever the mm -hmm. one that i really like yeah it, it looks great but it also looks like the mall like it looks like all movies that came out that during that yep. time yep. you know the rain sequence when leonardo raphite is great 
it also would have been completely out of place in this kind of movie. It's yeah. like, that's just a different style. Well, they've, they've left themselves open with how young teenage-wise they are for that angst to come later. Yeah. You know? Yeah, once they have things to lose, once they have something to, like... I mean, will Donnie go to college at this point? Is that what we're getting at here? I hope so. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I... I What Ivy League will he attend? I don't know. I don't know. Will he get a, will he get a, will he get a scholarship of any kind? Of course um, he will. But, you know, I, I feel like... But there were a couple moments where, like, we're, we're looking at... Ran- and it's mostly from the random characters, from, like, characters that had no names, or where I'm like, this is very ugly. Mm. You know, like, there were moments where I'm just like, I don't want to be looking at this anymore. Mm. And that was where I'm like, and if they had just pulled it back a little bit like and, and I'm, i really am colored by the um there was an there was a almost like a making of that i saw it was like really just it was a commercial mm. it was on pluto just got the the new the old 80s cartoon so i was checking that out which was impossible to watch because it was like cl- glitching but there was like a little like a featurette okay it was like two minutes long so it was the length of a commercial break and in it they were talking about how they went like, well, how far are we going to go with this? And like, you know, just make it, you know, we had to like, it feels like there was a very hands-on approach to the design. And they were like, it needs to go from like, he, like make it look a little more off model, you know, right. oh, that's too far. Oh, that's not enough. You know? And I'm like, at some point or another, I went, I think you just, you, 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 you were in the room too long. Right. You know? And, and when I say that, I mean like when I'm doing editing, you know, or when you're doing editing, I guarantee you, I want to hear your opinion on this. You're sitting there on a project. Let's say the project is like a four minute video mm-hmm. between four and 10 minutes. And, but it needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of like effort and time and, and, you know, and, and creativity that goes into it. And you spent two hours on it mm-hmm. at some point or another, you have to leave. Like you can't, I, I can't look at this anymore. Because I'm because I'm seeing the same thing. Well, it over depends. And over again. What, what's my uh, <laughs> what's my motivation? It, when's it due? <laughs> it, yeah, right, right. Well, it's doing like it's it's due at the end of the week and it's Tuesday. Oh yeah, then yeah, no, I need I need a minute. You need a minute. Like I, I need to you know get I mean? up. I need to walk away from it because I'm not. I'm, I I need to come back and look at it at what I call it like fresh eyes. Yeah, I mean everyone exactly. calls it that. I didn't yeah. make that up. Yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not complaining that it's like, I know I'm not complaining that it's distinct. It's more just like these are the things that I noticed, mm, and okay. I'm, and and we're critics. I'm going to be critical. Right. There, there were moments where I was like looking at the screen. I'm like, this is, I do not want to look at this anymore. Sure. And it's like two seconds. It's mm-hmm. very brief. But like when you're making a thing that is projected onto a giant screen, you can't look away from. Mm-hmm. You don't want a moment like that unless it's a horror movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're trying to achieve an effect. Sure. But like, this is just more like, here's a guy and he's selling hot dogs and he's ugly as fuck. And I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> I, I'm know, not saying he's sold hot dogs, but, but I, I'm just. I'm, I appreciate that kind of because, you know. He looks like he belongs is, in this world. <laughs> well, I mean. And not everyone is beautiful. I just mean that, yeah, that, that it's like, you know, sometimes there's like, you know, an over beautification of absolutely of, 100%. Then, then again, I am looking at animation and oftentimes that's what I'm there for, but that's not what all art is anyway. So it's totally. fair. They went with a different way. They did the, the thing. They did the trope um, mm-hmm. that I honestly was welcoming by the end yeah. because there are a lot of oh, movie yeah. New Yorkers are jerks. And I was like, not that we're New Yorkers, but we are like, we're the redhead stepchild of we're New like York. They're, they're sibling, you know, like, Hey, don't give them a hard time. We give them a hard time. You don't give them a hard exactly. time. Um, and I'm like, all right. And by the end, when they were just like, hey. Hey, you mess with one of us. You mess with all of there us. Was, there was that moment. And I was like, there there we are. Okay. okay yes. We thank did you. It. 
Yep, we're there. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It felt a little less ham-fisted than I've seen in the past. Yes, but it also was very much the thing. Yes, it, like, it was. That was again. the thing. I was like, there we go. You did it again. <laughs> you can't not. You can't be because you know you know what the LA people want to do. Right. Want to be like I'm a friggin' idiot and I'm stupid and I and I and I and, I, and I'm a big jerk. I'm like yeah, we are. Sometimes. Like, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, additionally, uh, I wanted to note that you know a lot of this movie is told from the perspective of, perspective of these children. You know, even in this. Like April's a kid too. Yeah. Like when in in other versions, April is an adult woman with a job. <laughs> That's true. With these like adult or teenagers who are so not like so in quotes. But everyone is a kid. The adults are people like Splinter and yeah. I guess some of and the villain and, and some, the villain and yeah. some of the others who are presumably were older yeah when they were turned it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to tell but it's so funny because at the end like when you think they're about to defeat the villain. You're like, that's not a plan. And then it turns out, no, that was not a plan. No, but no adult in the room went, how hey. is this going to work? And yeah. I'm like, right, because children have come up with this plan. Exactly. And, and they, yeah. yeah. So there's something pretty real about that. Yeah, I like um, that a lot. You know, there's, you know, weird, like, you know, horse stuff. Like the horse thing. I was like, that was funny, but like played obviously to do that. Yes. Like the one horse falls off. Uh -huh. like, huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But again, cute, fun, had a nice time. You, your kids, you're you're probably going to have a nice, you know, viewing of it. Yeah, I think so. I think you'll find something to like. <laughs> you know, even those of you There's a lot are, of pizza in it. A lot of pizza, but not Which but there better be. Not like the opening sequence of Secret of the Ooze. Were you also like surprised at how many characters they were like throw them in here. <laughs> They're part of the turtle family now. Yeah. Yes, I was. Which again, um, we're turning everything on their ear here. Yeah, like, that's Fiona right. And Rocksteady are not goons of the shredder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, well, maybe they will. Maybe they'll leave. You know, who knows? <laughs> my still my favorite versions of Bebop and Rocksteady are from that terrible movie from Out of the Shadows. I knew you like them. So great. It's it's might be the one of the best on screen couples in cinema history. <laughs> Those guys are such like they're they're such boosters. They 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 are so endlessly positive. Yeah. They, they just they just, you know. Yeah, they feed up. They each should other. have just they should have just made influencer profiles and been done with it. Can't wait. Maybe they'll do that. They give shell pr protein powder. <laughs> uh, Ali Elziati says, "Did you hear the Daredevils filming in New York? I did not hear that. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, you know, because there's no actors or writing. What are they shooting? Also, that show should is too long. Maybe they're just it's shooting, like twenty episodes. That show shooting um, B roll. Yeah, cut to. I would do that." I, I, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I would just shoot everything yeah. B-roll as much as I could of New York. That would save me a ton of money and time. It's a good idea. If they're doing that, great. Anyway, that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time on the all-new episode. And I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.